Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Sunday service. A special welcome to all our guests here at the Expanding Life Meditation Retreat and also those watching on the internet. My name is Naiswami Pranaba, and this is Naiswami Parvati. Today's reading from Rays of the One Light, which has commentaries on the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita, is called The Eternal Now. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your own deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. When, would I, when will I find God? Many devotees have asked this question. Because worldly goals require time, usually for their fulfillment, we imagine time to be a factor on the spiritual path. And so it is, but only because we think it is. God is as much with us now as he will ever be. It is not he who needs to come to us. We need to come to him. And that process of coming is a matter of transforming our self-perception. In the Gospel of St. John, chapter 4, Jesus Christ says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest? Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to be harvested. There is a practical teaching in these words apart from the statement that we have God already and have only to realize that truth. Jesus is saying, lift up your eyes and look. To hold the eyes uplifted is the best position for meditation. For the seed of superconsciousness lies at a point midway between the eyebrows in the frontal lobe of the brain, just behind that point. This point is known also as the Christ Center. By lifting your eyes and concentrating there, you will find it easier to enter into the state of ecstasy. That is why saints in every religion have often been observed during states of deep inner communion with their eyes uplifted, focused on the inner light, white, as Jesus said, already to harvest. The Bhagavad Gita goes further in this meditative teaching. In the sixth chapter, it states, Holding the spine firm, the neck and head erect and motionless, let the yogi focus his eyes at the starting place of the nose, the point between the eyebrows. Let not his gaze roam elsewhere. In meditation, tell yourself, I have him already. I am alive forever in the divine light. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. would like to welcome you. It's great to have you here and we will not torture you by having a long Sunday service today. <laughs> That's why we did one chant. Unfortunately, not only is it one of the hottest days of the year, but it is also a time when we have no electricity throughout the entire day. 
So anyway, if you're wondering why it's a little warmer than normal in here, it's because we can't turn on the air conditioning today. So um, I would like to read to you from Whispers from Eternity a beautiful poem and prayer demand of Yogananda's. Endless thrills of delight. I attuned my life with thine. Now my life has become a long, unbroken inspiration. Thy fountain of bliss refreshes and delights me night and day. Whether I be wakeful, fast asleep, or dreaming fondly of thee, oh, what has become of me? Delight on overwhelming delight, endless, indescribable thrills of divine delight spray unceasingly over me. O aged nectar, wine of centuries, I found thee at last and will taste of thy sweetness forever, forever, and forever. So this topic, the, um, the, what is the topic? (laughs) The eternal. (laughs) The eternal now, excuse me, it's a little warm. Uh, The eternal now, there's, you know, as it says in the reading, God is asking us to basically change our perception, change our consciousness, okay? That is not an easy thing to do. And so as we go about things, we want to really try to bring ourselves into it's not okay it is working is it working okay great so we want to try to bring ourselves into that state of the eternal now it's it's a very curious thing because when we as we do that and Swami Kriyananda in longer readings gives us several ways of doing this But as we do that, we find, curiously enough, that it's not confining, it's joyful. We find ourselves relaxing and feeling the divine presence very much with us, much, much more. Because that presence is here and now. It's not in the past. It's not in the future. It's not going to come at some future date. It's right here. We used to joke about the fact that um, uh, people would want to get past life readings and know about their past lives. And, you know, I'd say, well, just look in the mirror. <laughs> everything, everything that we've been, well, because it's true, everything that we've been is here and now. In our bodies, in our minds, in our personalities, in our karma, in how we look, everything, it's here and now. And so... It's a, it's a delusive, and it is, delusion, that duality. It's a delusive perception that is consciously trying to keep us engaged outside of the here and now. And so people will live a lot. We all do this uh, in, in the past. Nostalgia for what, what already happened, you know, oh, the good old days. And, and I think, wow, 
this is the good old days, you know, right now. But the good old days, that nostalgia for things that have already happened that we really, we really can't go back to. And they were never that way to begin with, you know. If you actually put yourself back, and it's good if you keep a diary, because then when you read the di- your memory of those good old days and then the diary of what you were going through at the time, very different, very different. And so nostalgia for the past keeps us caught. It, it's a, a desire. It's an attachment. And we need to cut those if we want happiness now, which is the only time we have to live is right in this very moment today, right now. This is when we're alive. And the next moment, and the next moment. It doesn't change. And the other thing is that people will project into the future how much better people, things will be, uh, either tomorrow or next week or in a year or whatever it may be. But again, it only... And Sri Yukteswar captured this in saying... Your spiritual life will improve if you're making the right effort now. (laughs) And it won't improve if you're not. And so, really, um, I would say in in a shorter talk today, really keep your mind on, because this is a very, very important topic. The eternal now is the only time that we have to live. So keep your uh, awareness of those thoughts that keep rotating or coming back in your mind. Really keep an awareness of them and start to let go of them. Swami Kriyananda in the larger readings in The Promise of Immortality, the reason I did this is he said, start to whittle away at the periphery of your awareness. And all those things that are out there at the periphery that are drawing you outward and away from your central reality in God, that eternal now. And so start to chip away at them by resisting the very um, uh, enticing thoughts of what happened in the past and what might happen in the future. Resist them. Yogananda said that to his monks. He said, I don't ask that you overcome delusion. I do ask that you resist it. And so this is for our own happiness, for our own uh, joy in life. The thrill upon thrills, as Yogananda says in this incredible poem, can be ours if we start to do that. So we resist going into the future, thinking, oh, wow, someday they'll go to the moon and it will be a whole lot better there. Um, you know, I don't think so. I think the earth looks really good, actually, in comparison to what the pictures of the moon, now that we've been there, have been like, or Mars or Jupiter or whatever. And, and so try to bring your awareness back. Don't let it roam into that future. And also, don't let it go into the nostalgic past. Because that also, it's not real. And they're really, they're magnetic pulls on our energy. And where, where did those come from? Well, we have this basic duality. We have an ego that is all the time saying, you are this, this is your reality, and you're separate. 
You're a separate identity. And then we have the soul, which is saying, no, no, I know my fulfillment is as part of the light, a part of the divine. And so what we can do to speed this up as we become more aware is to resist the pull of separateness of that ego and to build through meditation, especially Kriya Yoga. If you don't have it, learn about Kriya Yoga. Because what happens in meditation is that we are able to touch on the superconsciousness. What happens through Kriya Yoga is that we bring the energy into the spine more and more magnetically, and we draw it away from duality from likes and dislikes. There's a natural evolution as we meditate every day that we're more and more centered in the spine and less and less centered outside that spine. And so that's where the likes and dislikes are. are. And that's where past and future look so appealing. And so as we, and we, if we give them energy, if we feed them by giving them energy and, oh, that's a nice thought. Let me think about that a little bit more. Pull your energy back into your own center, into the heart, and especially into the point between the eyebrows. And in that, you will find in a very sweet and subtle way that your inner happiness and joy just begins to increase. It's it's not dramatic, but it's definitely a building reality because we're centered more and more within. And Yogananda, when he said things like, be even-minded and cheerful in all situation, all circumstances, that's how you do that, is by withdrawing the energy more and more from the periphery, more and more into the spine, and directing it up to the point between the eyebrows. The other thing that Swami Kriyananda, and I've said this before in other talks, but it really applies to the eternal now, and that is do not buy into uh, definitions of yourself that are not real. Age, sexual orientation, anything like that is peripheral to who we are as a soul. We're, we're one with the light. We're a spark of the divine. We're a soul that's its destiny is to go back and merge into that light, into that bliss. And so the more that we um, define ourselves in outward ways, and this is a big thing with society, but what I was going to say is Swami Kriyananda would say very strongly to us when I first came in the, in the early 70s, he'd say, don't think of yourself as young or old. Don't think of yourself as a man or a woman. You're a soul. You can do anything. Just feel that energy flowing through you and be one with that energy. And I just wanted to mention a couple of things. I'm going to make this pretty short. Um, That really, in my life, have meant the most to me to living more in that way. And they're, they're simple things. They're things that we all know about. First, I would say, absolutely, meditation and Kriya Yoga. 
just really clinging to those. No matter what happens in life, never let go of meditation. And really try to do it twice a day if you can. Because it brings you again from the periphery into the center of who you really are as a soul. And one with that bliss. The second thing is right attitude. When I came, I was young and had some interesting attitudes about life. And Swami Kriyananda said, say yes to life and make it snappy, like Yonamata said. But say yes to life. Be positive about things. Be expansive. Be creative. Put energy into what you're doing. Don't just kind of let it happen or float along with it, but really make it something that is dynamic to your awareness because that also shifts our perception of who we are. It shifts our consciousness about who we are because we want to be the biggest that we possibly can. And so right attitude was also has been very meaningful to me. The next thing, and again, these are all equally important, satsang, right satsang. Fellowship with truth is what satsang means. But with the gurus, with Divine Mother, with Master, with Swami as my teacher, and also with my guru bhais, the ones that I vibrationally and intuitively could feel could help me spiritually and to really connect with that. You know, on the spiritual path, it's a long-distance run, and we're always going to go through ups and downs as we run along. Long-distance runners know about this. But uh, uh, I can think of times when things were going great and other times when they kind of drifted a little down. And satsang was the thing that really other than meditation, right attitude, satsang was what tipped the balance, and it was vitally, vitally important. So really seek that out wherever you live, here at the village, anywhere in the world. Please take that seriously, because your environment, as Yogananda said, is stronger than your own willpower. And so the ability to come to your center will be pulled away by people who aren't thinking like that or who are thinking negatively, maybe about you or about themselves or whatever. So that sevas, seva, your dharma, your right action. And in the beginning of Ananda and even now, I find that my dharma is what's needed. (laughs) And it's a good question to ask rather than because it's an angst, you know, a thing that people wonder about spiritually, what should I be doing and how should I do it? Well, look around yourself and also check with those guru bhais that you you trust and and feel can help you and see what what needs to be done and see if that's a fit for you. Uh, I got catapulted out of here in about 1981 by Swami, but only because I said yes. Swami, you know, people will come here and they'll say, so who, who tells you what to do here? And I said, well, really, nobody tells you what to do. You have to want to do things. But I was asked to move from 
uh, Ayodhya and the monastery and a bus to San Francisco to a mansion which I was in charge of with two other people and uh, and teach full time and, and do Sunday services and counsel all the people in the house. I hadn't done any of that. And it was like, wow, do I really want to do that and I thought yeah why not <laughs> if I'm not a if I'm not a, a man or a woman if I'm not young or old if I have the power of the gurus of course I can do that they'll they'll guide me they'll they'll help me to do that so but the dharma the right action really be broad in how you look at that but find something and, and do feel that it feels right for you. That, In other words, that you can put your energy behind it. Because as we do that, it also is liberating. It frees your energy and allows it in meditation to come more completely inside and into that center, the spine, and the point between the eyebrows. And the last thing I would mention is Patanjali, Swadhyaya. One of the yamas, niyamas. Swa means the self, jaya, study. And so I always think about looking at myself, studying myself, seeing what's going on at the end of every day and during the day and whenever, okay, I, I put out that certain response to something was, that didn't feel quite right, you know. So you just want to always be, not in a nervous way, an agitated way or a restless way, but really be aware Look at what you do, how you do it, and bring it to the highest. Gradually adjust, adjust until you feel, ah, now that that feels right. That feels like a good thing. And the other part of that swadhyaya is study of the teachings. Always every day, read a little something from Master, from Swami Kriyananda's writings. Just be in touch and in tune with the truth. Because that, that truth is the light. It's what the, all of the masters have brought us. It's what they want us to return to. But we have to do that by living in the here and now, not making excuses. Oh, and the other one thing that's very important is that both regret and longing are things that Swami Kriyananda said bind you. It's why you don't, you don't get free. Regret for, oh, I did this you know, 30 years ago or 40 years ago or whatever it was, and I wish I hadn't done it. And You just have little things that you remember. And, and longing for something that you don't have right now. But with regret, I would say, and this is what Swami Kriyananda said in Sadhu Beware, just say, it happened. Make it impersonal. Just say, it happened. And that I see what I did, and now I'm, I'm making it better. I'm doing better. Because you can't undo the action, but you can go back and just say, I accept it. It's fine. It happened. And for longing desires, for like the carrot on the stick, always looking to the future, always looking to something. Look inside yourself for it to fulfill that longing because it's really, and we all have to work on this. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. But look inside yourself to fulfill any longing because it's the only place where you will be able to do that. And it's the only place where you will find fulfillment 
and true happiness.